Good morning. Hazel Tooley was a member of one of my former congregations. Hazel Tooley had a spiritual gift. Her spiritual gift was to be as frank with everybody she could possibly be. You never had to worry where she stood on anything. One Sunday on Easter, it was Easter Sunday, I looked up and she was not in the congregation. They always were at church. The next week, she came into the office and she said, I guess you saw we weren't at church. She said, we went to our home church on Easter. And she said, I want to tell you what happened. She said, when the pastor of the church got up to preach, he saw a visiting minister in the congregation. And he invited the visiting minister to come forward and to do the sermon on Easter Sunday. He declined by saying, I'm not prepared. And then Hazel said something to me I'll never forget. Jim, if I was an ordained United Methodist minister and I couldn't preach on Easter, the day of the resurrection of our Lord Jesus Christ. He said, if I couldn't preach on Easter, I'd turn in my credentials. Now, I had to sympathize with the preacher a little bit, the visiting minister, that is. I know how that is. I mean, it's, uh, it's tough to, even as a Sunday school teacher, be called at the last minute to do the service, but you do it. But I also can you know, sympathize with Hazel because I understand where she's coming from as well. Because she reminded me that whenever we stand in front of or behind the sacred desk, it's not just a matter of saying something. It's a matter of having something to say. And so I'm asking you today to pray for me and pray for us all that we'll have something to say and something to hear this morning in Jesus' name. My text for the day is the one you've already heard read, Ephesians chapter 2, verses 11 through 22. And my message today is tearing down the walls. Let us pray. Dear Lord, may the words of my mouth and the meditations of our hearts be acceptable in your sight. O oh Lord, our strength and our redeemer. Amen. To begin with, what is a wall? All of you know what a wall is. A wall is a vertical construction that can be protective it can keep the cool out or the heat in or it can keep the heat in and the cool out. Walls can be positive. Sometimes they can be destructive. 
A wall can fall on you. And a fallen wall can do tremendous damage. There's another kind of wall. There's a wall that's in the interior that supports the roof and the rest of the structure. Sometimes that wall divides the living room from the kitchen or the bathroom from the bedroom. But there is another kind of wall which is highlighted in our text today and it's called the middle wall of partition. That's literally what it means. It's a wall constructed in the middle and full view and its purpose is to separate. It's called the middle wall of the partition. And it's clear that God sent his very best preacher. We call him the Apostle Paul to tear down the walls that stood to separate people in Jesus' name. So did you hear it? On the one hand, there were the uncircumcision, and on the other hand, on the other side of the wall, were the circumcision. There were the Gentiles and the Jews. And Paul says at one time, you Gentiles, you didn't have citizenship. At one time, you Gentiles did not have the covenant, which included all of the promises that other people had to be blessed by God. Paul says that there was a time when you Gentiles did not have hope. And there was certainly that experience when you did not have God. Oh, yeah, there was a plethora of gods. But you didn't have access to the true God, Paul says. But there came a time when this wall between the two came tumbling down. And in the context of this particular scripture, the wall was the uh, book of commandments and the book of laws that mitigated against each experience, religious and spiritual experience. But Paul says, God sent Jesus Christ into the world to annul are to destroy that wall and bring the two together in one body, which is the church. And then he adds about six or seven blessings that have become available because that wall has been torn down. He says, now we have peace. The hostility between us is, is done away with. There's reconciliation. We have access to the Spirit of God. 
We are citizens with all the saints. We have an opportunity to plant our feet upon the foundation of the apostles and the prophets. And then finally said, he said, you, we're all together in the habitation of God, in the house of God, in the spiritual house of God. So that's what happened. That's what was available. Once this middle wall of partition, this wall that had been erected, that it's no longer there. Now, something to say. When our pastor asked me to preach on uh, Tuesday after the staff meeting, I went back to my office and I read this scripture several times. And I prayed and I asked God, what, it, what is it, God, that can be said that the congregation will hear and that will be meaningful about tearing down the walls. And immediately it came to my mind, there are many things that divide us today. And the first thing I thought about was religion. Now you look, we've got a church of Christ down there, the Pentecostals are over there, the Presbyterians are here, and the church of Christ are down there, and we've got a Buddhist temple over yonder, and we've got an Islamic worship center down on the south side of town. Now, I've always heard, my ministers have always told me that there's strength in diversity. And you know, I believe that. But it can also be a curse when we talk about what we all are together in Jesus Christ. Sometimes what is a blessing can also be a curse, right? Nations are divided and separated. Oh, I, I, know, I know we don't have any division between the political parties in this country. There's no division in families. And one that comes through my experience every day is the matter of race relations. And that's what I want to talk about for just a few moments. Is that we have a wall that we're still dealing with in terms of our relationship between people of different colors and different races. So when Tommy asked me to share, I thought about African Americans who have influenced my life and made a difference in my life. And the first person I thought of was Bishop Bill Morris. Bill and Mary and the family attended the church when he was a district superintendent here, right? Uh, they went to Sunday school classes, and they were very much a part of the life of this church. Bishop Morris became bishop of the Tennessee Conference. He went to 
Alabama and served there, but he came back here as our bishop. And I was privileged to serve as district superintendent. I never called him Bill. It was always Bishop Morris, even though we were good friends. But I was privileged to serve on the cabinet with Bill as our bishop. And so I'd go out sometimes during the day and sometimes late into the night into these churches. At that time, there were over 100 churches in the district. And you know that there are no problems in the church. There's no division. There's no walls in the church. So I'd go to a place and spend some time there. And on the way back, I would call Bishop Morris. And I'd give him a summation of the situation as I understood it. And I said, Bishop, what would you like for me to do? I can just hear that deep voice now. I'll tell you what, Brother Claudie. Brother Claudie, why don't you do what you feel like God is leading you to do? And then I'll support you. That was his response. And, and I can't tell you, there was just something about that affirmation that, I mean, that'll put the pep in your step, Tommy. To know that somebody, everybody else is shooting that 38 caliber at you, and here's your bishop, he's supporting you. And then there was Mary. Bless her heart. Bless her heart. Some of us on the cabinet still had small children at that time. And one day he conducted a long meeting in Nashville. And Mary had invited the spouses to come in and have lunch with her. But the meeting was getting on up in the day. And we had children we had to pick up at school. And Bishop just kept on. On and on and on. And after a while, I noticed <laughs> this long finger came through the door. Like this, to Bill. And my wife said he told her, he, uh, that Mary told the bishop what the situation was. And he turned around and he said, ladies and gentlemen, this meeting is over. Wonderful, wonderful. Dr. Harold Martin. Harold had been a, uh, he'd been in the Air Force. He was retired as a major. He had taught at the Air Force Academy. But after he retired, he, he, he felt a call to ministry. And he went to Wesley Seminary in uh, Washington and did his seminary degree and his doctorate and he came back to a little church in Manchester and was doing a great job loving but the time came when he wanted to take on more responsibility and I'd heard I knew I, I, I knew uh, Harold and I knew about him 
And so I called my superintendent and I said, I think our congregation might be interested in somebody of his experience and caliber to serve as our executive pastor. And so Elijah McGee then called Randall Gaines, and Randall is one of your formal pastors, and he was uh, Harold's district superintendent. And then Randall called me, and before you knew it, Harold Martin became our associate pastor at St. Paul's in the Mount Juliet United Methodist Church. Incidentally, about once a month, I would ask Harold, I'd say, Harold, come in and talk with me. And I want you to share with me how I have been racist this month. And Harold would come in and sit down. He's very gentle guy, very intelligent, very sensitive. And he'd give me some feedback and pointers that I think enrich my life. One day he came in, I had been uh, gone somewhere and he had to preach this Sunday. So he came in on Monday morning after I got back and he said, uh, Jim, I guess this will be my last Sunday. I said, what are you talking about? He said, well, let me tell you, we had uh, three services, one right after the other. And there are only about 15 minute sermons back then. <laughs> Only time, all the time we had. But he said, Jim, he said, when the time came for me to preach at the 11 o'clock service, he said it was already about five minutes to 12. But he said, it just came over me. He said, the Spirit just got all over me. And he said, I stood up and told them that I was going to preach till I got through. And I said, well, what time did you let them out? He said, one o'clock. I said, well, don't worry about it. They won't anything be said. But I said, don't do it again. That was a, a, a wonderful experience. And then I think about people like Betty Lewis. I think she still is the first African-American woman that was ever appointed as a district superintendent in the Tennessee Conference. And she must have, known, must have known Tommy. You know, Tommy's from Pulaski, so that's where, that's where they sent Betty to be the superintendent. She did a great job. And then I could, I could just, there's so many stories I want to share, but our time is gone. But I want, I want to share one more about Walt McClain. Walt McClain had been a helicopter gunner in Vietnam. He came home from the Vietnam War, got converted, if that's the correct term, went to school and became an ordained Baptist pastor. Over time, he was appointed as my chaplain's assistant. And when we got on the ground, during Desert Storm, Harold became respectfully a mother hen. He would not let me out of his side. 
And we spent all that time together, day and night. And I'm convinced today (laughs) that one of the reasons I'm able to stand here is because he made sure that I got back home safely. Now, folks, I don't know what the full answer to race relations is, but I do know that it lies in the truth of what the love of Jesus Christ means. Sure, there's enough issues on both sides of this wall. It's not just one way or the other. There's enough problems on both sides of this wall. But in spite of that, God has called us in the same way that he called the Apostle Paul to continue to work at breaking down this wall, this partition that keeps us divided. Because in so doing, as we work through all of this and continue to be blessed by the Spirit, we will magnify God in God's kingdom. Friends, tear down the walls to the glory of God.